0: Welcome to episode 59 of our baseball weekly the weekly podcast from the baseball subreddit on this episode It's just me and Phil and we don't have another segment. So uh, we're just gonna talk about the news from the week
1: How's it going Phil? I'm doing well. Uh, How are you nine?
0: I am doing fantastic. Uh, in fact, I, I was just telling you before the recording that um, I uh, quit my job, and I didn't tell you what my new job was. But my new job is is going to be getting paid to do podcast things. So uh, it's great. I'm Wait, I'm very excited you to do that. Paid for these things. I know, right? Wait, you guys are getting paid. <laughs> You're getting paid. <laughs> yeah. So uh, so I'm excited about that. My uh, it's going going well. So uh, but uh, what's uh. What's not going well is the
1: lockout. <laughs> we, we, yep, we're uh, rich- so so in good news, uh, this the city of Houston, uh, of which I am a resident, did not receive the the polar freeze over that uh, Reddit was hammering us on, uh, checking in on the Houston subreddit and the Texas subreddit rather regularly. Um, the temperatures did dip, out, dip down into the pretty high 20s no freezing um and it's now back up into the 50s uh so we made it out okay uh yeah what is frozen is labor negotiations you like that segue?
0: there we go there we go well you know fortunately you being from michigan you know how to shovel your driveway but i'm sure some of your neighbors would have had had trouble with it
1: (laughs) yeah (laughs) probably not they would probably be (laughs) awfully confused
0: yeah, um, yeah. So the the lockout continues. MLB pushed for federal mediators, and MLBPA said no. Like, we don't need mediators. Just negotiate in good faith. <laughs> and like, and and you know, I've I've seen the Players association and uh, and players come out and say, if MLB just said let's for a stopgap do a one year CBA and continue with what we'd been doing the previous years, and just like a one year stopgap CBA, so we have more time to negotiate. Uh, that they'd it, they'd agree to it and they'd be playing baseball you know next week right. um the owners are not doing that uh it, you know it's it's it i part of me wishes that uh we had somebody on this show who potentially um you know had had an owner's perspective or or like had some sort of uh, sympathy
1: for the for the owners um But I uh, I think you'd be hard pressed to find anybody that has sympathy for the owners. Oh, just uh, just scroll through Twitter; you'll you'll find it real quick. (laughs) Uh, Jim Crane, (laughs) if you're listening, I'd be happy to have you on.
0: I'm I'm just saying, if you look in the Twitter replies of any baseball writer, uh, they're all saying that the players are greedy and they should uh, every every sport has a salary cap. Players are being greedy. Blah 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 blah. It's like. why are you simping for the owners, man? But anyway, um,
1: <laughs> that's a yeah. uh, that's a whole different podcast.
0: <laughs> right? Yeah. So owners are meeting this week to decide their path forward and uh we're getting closer and closer to losing meaningful baseball, uh I feel. Uh I I, I don't know. Where 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 do you think we're at at this point? I don't remember what your um what your form response was, um but uh I, do you did you did you, you think we're, we're going to cr- lose I baseball before I said and
1: Groundhog Day?
0: Okay, so that I was that was correctly. what four
1: days ago. Yes. Um, yeah. It's funny you mentioned meaningful, meaningful. You know, playing meaningful baseball because, you know, Orioles fans don't have to look forward to meaningful baseball, even if the season was on.
0: Wow, just like just like kicking them while they're down. What's the point? <laughs> did, <laughs> did, you, did you, did, so you to, did you did you happen to
1: see did you happen to see the Baseball America? Uh, I think it was Baseball America ranking or the preseason ranking and their projected records. Uh, based on rosters, if they if they hadn't changed going into the season, the, uh, the Baltimore Orioles were projected at 98 losses. So that's an improvement over last year. So well, that's something to be excited about.
0: Uh, yeah, that is that is true. Uh, so by the way, I've, I have found the uh, form responses. You did have Groundhog Day. I had the day before Groundhog Day. Um, so we're both uh, we're both out. As is Lewis. Uh, and Dylan, Dylan had January. Uh, Maz has another about two weeks. Uh, Maz's was the 18th of February, and Shane's was the third of March. Um, so we'll we'll see where we where we get to. Uh, with that,
1: uh, you know, I I think think Maz is at least I hope her predictions are right. Uh, but I think it may be closer to Shane's. Uh, I. The last thing I want to see happen is a strike-shortened season where, you know, they play some hybrid of, like, 120 games or 100 games. Or I know baseball is baseball, but the 2020 season was just miserable. Um, either way, I hope they get it figured out soon.
0: So, pitchers and catchers were scheduled to report on Valentine's Day on February 14th. Um, you know, I I... I I don't know if we're going to hit that number. <laughs> you know, if if uh, like you said, if Mas is correct, that's that's the 18th. That's you know just a little bit past that. Uh, I guess we'll we'll see. I I'm I am starting to get in the worried zone that we will lose games in the season. Not that many. I I still don't think we're going to lose even a month. Maybe like a week or two of the season. Yeah. But uh, I'm starting to get into that worried zone that we might uh, might start to lose time.
1: I mean, if 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 it drags on for another couple of weeks, they'll we'll lose spring training time. We won't lose any actual regular season right. time, correct? Right?
0: Yeah, yeah. Um or unless unless they want to, you know, cuz they'll still want something of a spring training, if not an entire spring training. Season was scheduled to start on the 31st of March. So we still have, you know, almost 2 months to go until the season was scheduled to start. Um so, you know, if if they shorten spring training, you know they got plenty of they've got plenty of time to to do a shortened spring training. As we've said many times before, it's the owners who who lose out from a shortened spring training, not the players. Right. Um, so you know I, I, the owners, like I, I think I mentioned already, are uh, meeting this week to decide their path forward. I guess we'll see what happens in that meeting.
1: I hope they get um, their shit together soon. Yeah.
0: Yeah. All right, moving on. Uh, the Negro League Museum is now officially part of the Civil Rights Trail. Uh, so, it's, so on the the U.S. Civil Rights Trail, the the um, Negro League Museum, which is in Kansas City, it also has stops in Independence, Missouri, and in St. Louis. Uh, I believe the St. Louis stop, I would presume, is the Dred Scott trial. Which, by the way, I think I went to the old courthouse in in elementary school to like because we. We talked about the Dred Scott trial in, in elementary school, so it was cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, sure is. It's at the old courthouse in St. Louis where the Dred Scott case was first heard. I think we went into the courtroom. Uh, it was a cool field trip. If you, uh, if you raise your kids in St. Louis, they're most likely going to go to the old courthouse to see the, where the Dred Scott case was held. If you don't know what the Dred Scott case is, uh, look it up, because I'm sure there are plenty of places where it's not taught, um, but we were certainly taught
1: it. Crack <laughs> a damn so. history book open.
0: Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Negro Leagues Museum in Kansas City. If you want to go back way, way, way back to the first episode of this podcast, uh, we had an interview. I believe Jimmy connected the interview with the Negro League president, Bob Kendrick. Uh, it's a great interview. You should check that out. Um, yeah. Any other thoughts, Phil? I
1: mean, it's fantastic. Any uh, any any opportunity to shine a light and, and and prop up the Negro Leagues and give them the, the recognition that they deserve. I'm 100 percent for it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And, and and the, you know, uh, so the article that we have is from KCUR, which is the uh, NPR Kansas City affiliate. And uh, in it, Bob Kendrick says uh, we made the case that Jackie Robinson breaking the color barrier wasn't just a part of the civil rights movement. It was the beginning of the civil rights movement. Um, you know, it, it's it, definitely, you know, the breaking of the color barrier in baseball was was a, a if not the beginning, then certainly a huge milestone in the civil rights movement in the U.S., uh, very very important i think especially in a time where we're uh you know potentially talking about not teaching black history to kids in black history month anyway it's fine we don't want to get on a soapbox here but
1: yeah uh, they're definitely not doing that in texas
0: <laughs> yeah um uh but we do uh fully recommend if you are are driving through kansas city or or near there checking out the negro league museum it's cool
1: yeah i would uh i'd, I'd definitely like to check that out. Yeah.
0: Um, hey, we got a couple of retirements. Let me start with the least controversial one. Adrian <laughs> Gonzalez. <laughs> Adrian Gonzalez is officially retired. Oh, I was, um, I
1: was I was so hoping we were going to get to this. I'm so excited.
0: Aegon, <laughs> uh, uh People might be surprised to know uh, wasn't retired yet. Um, mostly because he hasn't played in a Major League Baseball or in a Major League Baseball affiliated league since 2018, but he did. Uh, play baseball in the Mexican league for uh, a couple of months, mainly to get himself uh, back in playing shape to play for Mexico in the Olympics, uh, but retired at the end of the Mexican league season. Uh, Yeah. You know, Adrian Gonzalez, uh, quite a career. Um, Certainly not a hall of famer, I don't think, but like,
1: I think we talked about him last time you and I did the podcast. And I, I was surprised to find out that I'm in fact older than Adrian Gonzalez.
0: Oh yeah, yes, I do remember this now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah? There's that. <laughs> did we talk about him retiring last week too? Uh, I, I I think I think we did. Why else would we talk about Adrian Gonzalez? Are we talking? About, are we talking about Adrian Gonzalez's t- retirement two weeks in a row? This feels weird. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's like, it's like Groundhog Day.
0: Sure is, sure is. All right, let's talk about the uh, the more controversial, although I don't know if it's controversial if everybody agrees, um, retirement. Uh, Joe West, old cowboy Joe West has officially retired from umpiring baseball. It's <laughs> about damn time. <laughs> oh my. Uh, yes. Uh, oh, you know what? Last week we were talking about Adrian Gonzalez being a Hall of Fame eligible in a couple of years. That's what it that's was. That's right, that's right. Okay. That's- There we go. There we go. Uh, Yeah. So Joe West uh, retired by the way, Joe West uh, people are now talking about his hall of fame candidacy. Um, Uh, Very it's, it's, you know, what an interesting case. So I I think I've mentioned this before, but I was at uh, a, a game earlier in, in 2021, I guess not earlier this year, but in 2021, it was a Cardinals white Sox game. And it was the game where Joe West broke the record for most games umpired. um, And there was like a little bit of pomp and circumstance. The San Diego chicken was there for some reason. Um, And uh, Um, when they, I think in the seventh inning stretch, they announced, you know, uh, congratulations to Joe West for umpiring, you know, five, uh, here we go, 5,376 career games. Uh, Everyone plays blah, blah, blah. And everybody booed.
1: (laughs) As they should.
0: It, nope. was, it, it was, That's it was, it was kind of, I kind of felt bad for him. Like, I kind of felt like, like this dude broke a record. Like he has done something that nobody's ever done and potentially nobody will ever do. Um. And literally thousands of people are booing him for it. On the other hand, he was really bad at his job.
1: <laughs> uh, I, I, yeah. Um. Oh. There's so much I want to say about Joe West, but. Uh, would probably get edited out of this podcast for being profane, especially considering his uh, his crew chief his crew chiefship during uh, some pivotal games in the postseason over the last couple of years that I have got to to be witness to. Um, my only regret is that he can't take Angel Hernandez, Laz Diaz, CB Buckner, and um, uh, Ron Culpa with him. Yeah, but uh, I mean good career joe west uh we...
0: it certainly it certainly was a career yeah,
1: yeah, yeah he wasn't yeah that's what his hall of fame or his hall, of Fam- hall of flame that that would be i would be you know appropriate uh his hall <laughs> yeah. of fame uh, plaque will just read joe west he was an umpire
0: um you know the, the 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 true nightmare is that west and culpa were on the same umpiring crew um, yes, and they I, were. I, I assume I don't know how long the other two guys have been around, but I would presume that Ron Culpa is now going to be the crew chief of that umpiring crew. Uh,
1: um, let's see. CB Buckner is relatively young. He has been. Uh, he's been so, an so, umpire the, the, the- since. Worked in the National League from '96 to '99, and worked in both major leagues since 2000. So he's been he's been an umpire in Major League Baseball for almost 30 years.
0: Uh, yeah, Culpa um has been a Major League umpire since '99, but has been umpiring since '92 for the for a pro league. Um, but I, I just mean like in that four person crew, it was Joe West, Ron Culpa, Bruce Dreckman, Nick Lentz. So I would assume, unless they shuffle somebody over i i don't know how how umpiring crews work um so i don't know if they're just gonna like well, if, well, if based, one of the if one of the newly promoted umpires just gets added to the crew of the retiring umpire or if they're completely going to reshuffle i don't know
1: i based on well i i know that how umpiring crews selected for the postseason goes by seniority which is why we always saw joe west so i would assume right. that Maybe somebody else in a different umpiring crew graduates into that. So who's going to take over that crew then?
0: Well, as I'm saying, I I think I would assume Ron Culpa becomes the the crew chief. Ron Mia Culpa. Yeah. I've I've made that joke as well. Uh, Ron Culpa becomes the the crew chief of that, of that umpiring crew. And one of the newly promoted umpires who I did see a list of this earlier and I don't remember any of their names, but, um, uh, yeah, Actually, one of those newly promoted
1: umpires will be um, I was talking about it on Twitter. Give me a second; I can tell you who it is.
0: Uh, I've got it. Here we go: um, Ryan Additon, Sean Barber, John Libka, Ben May, and Roberto Ortiz, uh, who've all umpired in the major league already as like as call up umpires, um, but they are now on uh, you know officially on umpiring staff. And Roberto Ortiz, by the way, is the first Puerto Rican born umpire ever to join the major league staff. So, you know, good for those guys. Um, I hope they're good. Uh, John Lipka. I feel like John Lipka is the guy who had like a perfect ump scorecard or something like that re- like during
1: the season. He was also fantastic on that one, that one season he guest starred on Dexter. So good.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I loved
0: him in Third Rock from the Sun. Is that what we're doing? Is that what we're... Yeah, yeah. fair enough.
1: Yeah, yeah. This is what you get when there's no baseball people.
0: yeah right yeah we we gotta fill time and uh and we're just gonna make jokes about i can't remember his name now what what's
1: it's john lithgow
0: john lithgow yeah yeah yeah. i was like i i know it i just couldn't think of his actual name (laughs) john lithgow he's great he was on conan's podcast a few uh like a couple months ago it was great it was good that is a
1: good podcast
0: yeah yeah um yeah so that's uh that's joe west retiring and and new umpires getting called up so uh we wish the best to the new umpires and we wish the best to joe west's country and western career
1: (laughs) i cannot believe he's put out a put out a country and western now is it country or country or western we have both types um that's blues brothers joke for you older folks out there
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> I totally. I was like, I was, it sounds so familiar," but I yeah, I remember now. Yeah, yeah. I showed my brother, uh, not my brother, my uh, my parents' blues brothers. Uh, uh, just this past uh, year, um, I got a uh, one of those pocket projectors um which is like i mean it's not a pocket it's like the size of a soda can, but that's it's still pretty small um and uh and my mom was like why'd you buy this blah blah, blah and i was like let me just let's let's project a movie outside and i showed them blues brothers and they very much enjoyed it so blues brothers great flick i own it on blu-ray
1: see that was a proven uh, concept and you owned, and you and you completely proved it <laughs> yeah exactly
0: um it's not sitting next to me though so so I can't uh, pick it up. Um, cool. Moving on to, uh, hey, Baseball America released its farm system rankings. For the first time, the Seattle Mariners have taken the top spot in Baseball America's farm system ratings. Um, a friend of mine is a big Mariners fan, and he was very excited about this uh, because, I mean, uh, first of all, it's it's positive Mariners news, which is... Always nice for them. Um, <laughs> you don't get a whole lot of that. Uh, but also, um, seven of nine teams who have had the number one farm system between 2011 and 2020 went on to reach a World Series in the ensuing years. 15 of the last 17 have a top-ranked farm, all made multiple playoff appearances within five years of that ranking. And that could become 16 teams of the Padres make another postseason appearance anytime between 2022 and twenty four.
1: So now I'm, now I'm checking to see I'm checking MLB's rankings to see how they. Well, this is also from August of last year, how that compares to Baseball America's.
0: Yeah, I um I don't know if, if everyone's got their their farm system rankings out yet. Uh, I, th- I I would presume Baseball America is the first to have it out for the season. Um, That's I mean
1: that bodes well for the Mariners, especially how well they did in the stretch and almost cracking into the playoffs last year. I think they've got a pretty good team there. Yeah, they got a
0: pretty uh, decent team with a pretty good young core and and you know a, a good prospect system is good for either you know calling those guys up or t- turning that into major league value in other ways which you know as as an Astros fan you've seen that happen uh you know firsthand so
1: yeah absolutely um <laughs> flip your farm for you know uh I hope Seth Beers doing well out in Arizona I was really looking forward to getting a beer 30 jersey but uh yeah I- I've watched the farm system go f- Completely ravaged during the Drayton McLean era, and then um Jeff Luno rebuild it and then flip it and now now we're I think we're kind of getting to the twilight time where you know our superstars are starting to hit like the the top and then descending into their you know the the the, the slow slide, and our farm system is bare again, so.
0: Yeah, but that's like like I feel like you 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 know most people would trade a a top farm system for a World Series ring. So
1: one hundred percent.
0: So you know you you have the top farm system. Those guys graduate to the major leagues or get traded for other things. Then suddenly you don't have a top farm system anymore. You just have a top major league team.
1: Yep, <laughs> and it's a lot of fun. To, it's a lot of fun to have a top major league team. Let me tell you.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, it's a lot of fun most of the time. Um, <laughs> yeah, there are some
1: times where it's not so much fun.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, a Colombian team has won the Caribbean Series for the first time in history. Uh, Minus de Barranquilla beat the home field advantage having Dominican Gigantes de uh, Ciballo 4-1 to, to make history. Prior to 2020, Colombian teams weren't accepted in the Caribbean Series. That organizer did not feel the teams were up to the level of other teams, but they were brought in as their replacement for the Cuban team in 2020. Uh, Colombia has been seen as a rising power in international baseball since they came very close to upsetting both the U.S. and Dominican teams in the 2017 World Baseball Classic and Pool play, taking them both to extra innings. Who are the? There's a handful of Colombian major leaguers, right?
1: Ah, uh, yes, I believe. Um, now you're going to put me on the spot. I'm going to have to look it up.
0: Ah, uh, uh, Oscar Mercado, Harold Ramirez, Luis Patino. Um, Oh Giovanni Ursella, Donovan Solano, Julio Teheran, Jose Quintana. Yeah, there's, there's, there, and there's been a few. You know, as early as 1902, apparently. The first Colombian player,
1: Gerald Ramirez. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So there,
0: there's, there's been Colombian players uh, here and there. Uh, Dilson Herrera also. Um, <clears throat> I, I can name. I recognize quite a, a handful more. of these names.
1: I can name quite a few uh, Cuban and Puerto Rican players because, I my team is replete with them.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Venezuela also does uh, does quite well, right? I think isn't uh, isn't Altuve Venezuelan?
1: Yeah, uh, Jose Altuve is from Venezuela.
0: Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But uh, but Colombia, you know, good for Colombia breaking breaking in a little bit into uh, into both the Caribbean Series as well as major leagues. Like we, you know, we we've we've definitely seen more Colombian players in the last ten years than. In all the years preceding, I'm looking right now uh, of of the Colombian players since Julio Teheran in 2011. There's like probably there, there's there's definitely more than there were from, you know, the the handful before that. Uh, and and of those, you know, Edgar Renteria and Orlando Cabrera are probably the uh, the best known. So it, it is it is um, a
1: world sport. So I'm glad to see it is uh, a world sport, and yeah, it's, it's great it to standing. see it.
0: Expanding more and more, yeah. I mean, I mean, you know, we we talked about during the summer Olympics seeing a lot more baseball, and, and it was it was really nice, you know, because obviously baseball is so big in in Japan mm-hmm. that they did it in Tokyo, and and we got to see you know Tokyo really big for it. Obviously, there were no fans in attendance, which is
1: just you know, you know. I I watched a couple, I watched a couple of the of of the the Japanese League baseball games on YouTube during uh during the covid year and i think the thing that stood out the most for me i mean at least that i remember is uh the boston robotics dancing dogs in the outfield
0: yeah sure yeah yeah
1: was was just I, i'm wa- I'm watching i'm watching it was like a you know a halftime celebration and then they have all of these robotic dogs dancing and it synchronized at the same time and thinking this is this is wonderful why don't we have anything like that in the states well the, the i think the kbo
0: had like cheerleaders like proper cheerleaders in addition to the cardboard cutouts in the stands right <laughs> it, was like, it was it was uh it was interesting it was it was it was a very interesting uh few months when everybody was watching uh, kbo baseball and, and, and because
1: that's what we could watch i've watched uh i've watched some some highlights of kbo games on youtube as well and my god are there fans into it like they it's it's it, it, it warms my heart um i might have to start watching some some, watching some kbo league so if anybody out there listens to this can can recommend uh some teams to follow let me know
0: i think uh, nc Dinos what what we were all into in 2020 so maybe 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 a dino's fan
1: hey i'll give him a shot
0: um well that's all we have on the outline the next thing on here is olympics question mark have you been watching any of the olympics phil no i have no (laughs) me neither
1: and, uh it, it's winter olympics right <laughs> it is winter
0: olympics yes I'll,
1: I'll tell you what um my wife and i were having a conversation about this a week ago uh right before the olympics started where during the heyday in the you know the dan versus dave the 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 mid 90s olympics especially the summer olympics he i watched it as a kid from sun up till sundown you know on yeah. the weekends um and I, I haven't sat down on the watched.
0: weekdays, too, the summer. It was you were off school. Yeah, ab-
1: yeah absolutely. And, you know, when I was not outside pretending to be an Olympic athlete myself, uh, which would never yeah. happen. Um, uh, in the late 2000s, when I was a kid bartending, I watched a lot of curling because I thought, hey, I could do that. You don't have to be athletic to do <laughs> curling.
0: Well, and curling curling got really big in the last Winter Olympics as well, which was twenty eighteen. Now, um, it's, it's I remember a, like people getting really it's an into curling. Sport, you can
1: drink beer and play. <laughs> right? Yeah. Or yeah. Price. Well, I you know in in
0: the in the Summer Olympics, and I think I mentioned on the podcast when we did it during the Summer Olympics because the Summer and Winter Olympics were six months apart this year. Um, yeah, which is wild. But, uh, but uh, I watched a lot of table tennis in the Summer Olympics.
1: It was so much fun. Yeah, that's a that's a um, good that's a good watch. Uh, I really,
0: watch, I really enjoyed Olympic table
1: tennis. I will watch some, I will watch some, I grew up a hockey fan, you know, being from Detroit, obviously. Uh, so I'll watch some of the the hockey games probably. And I've I've always liked speed skating and some of the, some of the skiing events, but you know, that's if in the middle of watching psych and right now psych is way more important to me than the olympics so well, you know they're they're both available on peacock so yeah, exactly and uh, that's that's not a plug for peacock but if peacock wants to sponsor us i'm enjoying watching psych on your peacock one, feel
0: free to sponsor the podcast on your wonderful my, streaming platform my peacock avatar is sean spencer so uh,
1: my, <laughs> yeah. my peacock avatar is ron swanson fair
0: enough yeah yeah um the next thing on our outline is cricket question mark uh psl started uh i think two weeks ago or something like that um i have not watched any
1: all of us about cricket so we can get into it
0: i have not watched any psl cricket however uh it it is actually quite easy to be getting into cricket uh more at least more than it used to be if you have the disney bundle um disney you can sponsor us as well we we will never talk about peacock again if disney wants to sponsor us sure Uh, (laughs) but uh but if you have the disney bundle um uh or i guess if you just have espn plus um uh they're they're, they've been playing a lot more cricket on uh on espn plus than they than they used to in the past Uh, so i
1: have disney plus because uh mandalorian and that's why i have it so sure Missing, yeah. out, missing out on that but uh yeah anything i mean well, listen is- i loved i
0: loved season three episode zero of the mandalorian a couple weeks ago and and uh <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was great it was yeah. <laughs> I don't
1: know, yeah i don't know how i feel about boba fett but we'll, we'll see how it plays out well I, I don't know
0: how how the show feels about boba fett either because he hasn't been in the last yeah, two he episodes he hasn't
1: really been on it <laughs>
0: Uh the, the the last thing we have is Mortal Kombat question mark. Do we have any do is there anything we haven't already said about Mortal Kombat uh on this podcast that we want to say? Uh I
1: i you promised me that you would cut in at the end of this uh us singing the different song. So as long It'll as that there. happens, I'm yeah. good.
0: Fantastic. All right. Well then, I guess this is a nice short episode of the podcast. Yeah, um, this is come on uh, baseball.
1: We're we're really really clawing for content here.
0: We're really we're really clawing like just 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 trying to get whatever whatever dribble of content we can possibly get. Um but uh I guess uh, I guess that's it and I guess I'll just do the outro here. Uh thank you so much for listening. Uh Phil, thanks for joining me for this episode of the podcast. It's
1: always a pleasure.
0: Uh, Our Baseball Week is executive produced by Lewis. Our production administrator is Christine. Uh, I am Nime. I hosted this episode and also edited the podcast. And by edited, I mean uh, bleeped out the one or two times uh, Phil cursed, And that's all I did. Um, And uh, I think think those are all the people if i'm missing anybody i don't think i'm missing anybody if i'm missing anybody i am sorry um uh our baseball weekly releases every monday morning at uh 1 a.m eastern time so check it out and we will see you next week hopefully with a more fleshed out podcast segment
1: hopefully with some more baseball news <laughs> hopefully hopefully with some baseball yes hopefully with some baseball that would be fantastic Just do this for half an hour. Fight, Sonya, Luke, Luke Kang Johnny Cage, Raiden. <laughs> All right, well, this is this has got to make it into the intro.
0: Absolutely, going into the end. Absolutely, <laughs> right after the outro. All right.